Welcome to New Money. I'm Brian Hurst. This evening we're focusing once again on the investment world. I really do not want to add to the commentators who daily talk doom and gloom. Over the years, relative wealth has been created by investing in growth assets, namely equity and property. There's not been any period over the last 70 years that markets have not retraced and then risen again over the next few years to higher levels than the previous. It takes an understanding of what you're trying to achieve out of your investments. The choice is simple. Money market instruments will give you certainty and security, while equities will give you both pleasure and I promise you a lot of displeasure and discomfort. If you want to beat inflation, and we need to, then investors with long-term time horizons need to be invested in global equities. And joining this evening in the Zoom room from Cape Town is Henry Biddlecombe's investment analyst at Anchor Capital. Henry, good evening to you, and it's lovely to have you on the program. Henry, could you identify with my opening remarks, or are you going to shoot them down in flames? No, Brian. You know, what I've been saying to clients over the past couple of months is there hasn't been an occasion where it's been a mistake to invest in the market after a 20% plus drawdown in the S&P 500. And I don't think that this time will be any different. Um, I do think, though, that you'll have to wait um, for that bull rally a little bit. It won't be like 2020 where it came almost immediately. Um, I think we are going to go through a period where um, the growth in the equity markets globally is going to be a function of corporate earnings growth. And right now, I think they're more headwinds than tailwinds. Henry, do you think we as, as investment advisors, perhaps when we had the very good years of 19, 20, 21, where markets were anything up average 20, even more than 20% a year, and now we've had a loss of 20, maybe we were too optimistic by not getting our clients to understand, hey, these are phenomenal returns. These are returns far greater than what we ever expected. And, you know, you've got to realize that if we're talking globally, 6 to 7%, and in South Africa, maybe 8 to 9%, and then you're getting these 20s or 30s, you've got to realize you've got to give some of that back. Yeah, you know, um, when, you, when you learn about behavioral finance, um, you'll learn about something called recency bias. And that's that is, investors' expectations are often um, set by their most recent experience in the markets. And of course, it happens not only to our clients, but to us as well. And after a few good years in the market, um, you tend to become too comfortable. So it's important to remember that through time, you know, if we look at the S&P 500 again, it's given you 7% per annum over the long term. And I think that's um, a realistic expectation um, going forward as well. Because we've always compared returns to what you could really get in money market instruments and in inflation. And we've always said if you can beat inflation by 3 or 4%. I know this last 10, 11 months, we're certainly not beating inflation. And inflation is certainly rearing its head. But I'm, I'm one of those believers that when inflation does start coming down, you know, all these price increases and particularly um, salaries, which are now embedded in increases, you know, uh, uh, oil price can go up and down, food prices can go up and down, salaries can't. Once you give some a salary increase and you know the job's been taken so maybe when you compare year on year in four or five months time you'll don't you feel that maybe you will find quite inflation falling quite substantially i'm not saying to two percent but certainly falling into the fives and and fours yes so there's no doubt about it going into 2023 inflation is going to taper off quite aggressively just given what's in the base this year um but as you point out, the more important discussion is around what inflation does 
for the for, for, for many years after next year. Um, and you know, at the moment, it looks as though it could be higher than expected. So it is going to force um, central banks around the globe um, to, to hike interest rates higher. Um, and that's why you're seeing the softness um, in the equity markets at the moment. But long term, and when I say long term, I'm now talking um, on a 10 year plus time horizon, I do expect inflation to return back to the target band of sort of two to three percent banner. So Henry, we talk about demand inflation, we talk about push inflation. In South Africa, most of our inflation increases are pushed on us. I mean, fuel prices, food prices, all the other things. I mean, South Africans don't have money. It's not as if they were given in large amounts of money during COVID. I mean, 350 rand a grant. I got a fright in my life the other day. There was a guy outside a cafe asking for something. I bought him a loaf of bread and a pint of milk, came to 24 rand. So how on earth do you live on 11 rand? So inflation is pushed on us. In demand, when Americans had all these, and all over the world, the governments gave people money during COVID. And they were locked indoors. They came out. They started spending. Demand, goods weren't being delivered. So my question to you is, don't you think, and I know, I love it. When, I, no economist can phone me to, at the, on the program at the moment and say, Hirsch, you don't know what you're talking about. But seriously, don't you think that our method, our, our system of raising interest rates every time interest rates in the USA uh, are up, and, and furthermore, when we've got more inflation in Africa, we may need a different model? You know, it's a good question. Um, and the unfortunate thing about life um, and by extension investing is that sometimes you have to make um, a choice between um, two I guess, uncomfortable choices. There isn't a good and a bad. They're both bad. One's just worse than the other. And I think that's the reality that our central bank is facing down at the moment. Now, when you look at our economy, we've got a big current account deficit over time. We import a lot of our inflation. So, yes, you're quite right. Um, by staying interest rate increases, um, you would relieve some pressure on the economy. But the problem is, with other global economies raising their interest rates, you would then put pressure on our currency. So, like for like, um, you'd see a weaker rand, and that would result in even more inflation. And that's the view that our Reserve Bank has taken. So ironically, by increasing the interest rate, they're actually defending us from an even higher rate of inflation. So are you saying that if we didn't raise interest rates, our rand would be affected? Yes, it would be weaker. We would import more inflation, and that would put even more pressure on the economy. Okay, let's, so let's go back to the market now, and let's talk about stock selection. I think, importantly, going forward, I mean, people have had traditional brands for many, many years. And as uh, uh, what I was told by my, my mentor uh, in, the, in the 60s, he says, the one thing you do, I just got married, marry your wife for life, don't marry shares. But is there a lot of, is there, would you say there's a lot of sector rotation and a lot of sector rotation needed to maybe move from some, from some of those companies who will struggle a lot more than others? Yeah, I mean, there's been tremendous sector rotation. Um, that started in 2020 when interest rates collapsed. Um, all of, you know, there was this wall of money that chased um, technology stocks and expensive growth stocks, which made sense, you know, in financial theory and in practice, lower interest rates are, are far more beneficial for, for growth and high PE stocks. And now that's simply inverting. Um, where interest rates are heading upward, those stocks are taking most of the pain. So you see what was massive rotation into the growth space is now very powerful rotation out of it. Um, where are we along that cycle? Well, I think, I think we, we, we threw most of it. Um, so, you, you know, I think stock picking over the next three years is probably going to be quite important. 
Um, sector selection certainly as well, um, but it's it's tricky because each sector has has very specific challenges. So I guess what I'm saying is I think it's an environment that's more suited to active management. And someone, you know, it's not a question of just going online and choosing shares because people go online and choose the go-go shares, the shares they hear about. But going online and actually speaking to a, to a portfolio manager and rather paying the half or 1% for that advice to rather get that. I mean, the markets have fallen. Everyone's lost money. Whether you're a portfolio manager, whether you're an, uh, whether you're an index fund, we all lost money. The question is now, how do you recover that money and what's the best way to do it? And you make, make in the comment that sector rotation is important and understanding from a top-down point of view, well, I'm going to look at this, you know, I want to be in this industry, then bottom up, which is the actual stocks to be in that industry? Is that why you say you think active management will, will be, is, is more important than um, passive at the moment? So, so look, there, there are a couple of reasons why I'm saying that. I think the equity markets are going to be more volatile than usual. Um, so you, you, ideally, you want um, to be invested in a mandate that can profit from the long side and the short side. Um, active mandates that, that can profit from all of the volatility. Um, and on top of that, um, you know, I, I think that right now you probably want to be neutral on equities. Um, but the time to start increasing that allocation to an overweight um, level, you know, will, will come through in the next six to 12 months, I think. So you, you want to make sure that you, you, you're ready for that. Okay, so let's look at the other side of the equation. Big talking about bonds. Buying to bonds at the moment. Uh, th this is a good place to be. Uh, your view on bonds? Yes, I, I think it depends which bonds you're looking at. Um, on the local front, I think that at this level, you know, generally speaking, SAGBs are pricing in another 150 basis points of interest rate hikes. Um, if you chat to most economists, they'll tell you that they only expect uh, another 100 basis points in hikes. Um, so I think you're quite safe there. You know, if you look at the 2030 as an example, I think today we're at a, on a yield of 10.6%. Um, there haven't been many occasions in history where the yield's been higher than that. So I'm quite comfortable to be long South African bonds. Um, global bonds look attractive, but I think you need to be prepared to hold them to maturity. So we're sticking with the shorter duration stuff. So in other words, bonds that will mature in 2025, 2026, 2027, because, you know, there is a scenario where globally interest rates head higher and those bonds take even more pain. Henry, Henry, if, 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 I, if I look at what's happening in the bond market and you look at government retail bonds, I mean, a five-year government retail bond is paying 11.25%. You can draw money, you can draw money monthly. But, but, and also your capital, you can take your capital out at the end of the five years. There's two years, there's three years, there's five years. But I just want to hone in on, on, on one moment. If you buy a bond today at a price giving you a yield and you see that bond through to maturity, is, the, is, your, init, is your capital investment today guaranteed? Yes, so you've locked in that yield to maturity. And therefore the capital value as well? Yes. Let's talk about that. People always ask me, offshore or onshore. I want to go into equity market. I want to slowly start building up. I mean, if, you know, Warren Buffett always said, when there's blood on the streets, it's time to buy. And I, I think there are blood on the streets, certainly in certain sectors. Uh, how are you feeling about local versus global? Okay, that's an interesting question. So I think locally, um, equities are looking pretty good. I think they're, they're cheap. Um, and, you know, I can certainly see a scenario where, 
Um, we see you know, uh, between 10 and 15% from South African equities over the next 12 months. Um, globally speaking, I don't think that the S&P 500, which is a good proxy for global equities at this point, is looking cheap. Um, it certainly experienced a, a severe drawdown, but I think that um, there's several risks to U.S. corporate earnings. So, you know, my expectation for the U.S. market over the next kind of um, 12 months is, is for it to be flat. Okay, well, we're going to re we'll return to that, just that last point before I get into emails, but we're going to take a short break. Stay tuned, and we'll be back shortly.